The word multimedia is the use of a variety of artistic or communicative media using more than one medium of expression or communication. Café is a type of establishment that serves coffee and is known as a place where information can be exchanged. The following is the audio version of the Multimedia Café. Welcome to the Multimedia Café. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation right here at the Multimedia Café, a place where you never know who you're going to run into or what we're going to talk about. Well, today we've got a fantastic program in store for you. We're going to talk with Dr. Neil Barnard about his latest book, The Cheese Trap, and his work on a vegan menu. He's doing it with Geico in the cafeteria. They've got a number of people that they're monitoring, that sort of thing. It's a neat neat experiment that they have going on, and the test results early on are just amazing, he's saying. So uh, a vegan program, you know that uh, meatless meat they're trying to make? I always laugh how... This vegan industry is trying to take a salad and turn it into a burger. I just cannot get over that. That is that what is that what we've come to? We just can't have a salad. We gotta take it and make it look like a burger, so that we all can have burgers. But I thought the idea of being vegan was not to eat a burger. It's a it's a crazy world, really, that we're living in today. And let's just have a little talk about that at the Multimedia Cafe. What's going on? The cheese trap, by the way. Very interesting. Very interesting. Dr. Neil Barnard, what he does is he tackles it at a molecular level. Okay? I mean, we're talking down to the atoms, down to the microbes, all kinds of different things. By the way, uh, he's a pretty well-known doctor. He's been in Super Bowl commercials for... Uh, pre- basically health prevention. He's championed a number of uh, studies that have gone on to have impacts on insurance rates and uh, BMIs and all kinds of different things. And one of my favorite uh, things on his resume is that he was one of the three doctors in Super Size Me, that movie where the guy's eating McDonald's every day for 30 days. Dr. Neil Barnard is the gentleman doctor who's begging him to stop, just saying, please do not do this. You've proven your point. Just stop. You're going to kill yourself. So uh, he's, he's had some pretty good notoriety. He's an unbelievably uh, intelligent mind. Uh, and his, his thing on cheese is, is very interesting because, you know, up here in the Midwest, where I'm from, it's embedded in our culture. I mean, you don't have to go very far over to Wisconsin, and it's cheese heads cheese curds i mean they give you an iv of cheese at the state border that's wisconsin minnesota's not much different you're talking dairy you know dairy cheese you know that sort of thing so it's not unheard of the upper midwest here to have cheese really embedded into our culture to the tune to where a book called the cheese trap is probably going to catch a few people's attention and essentially what the cheese trap is is when you eat cheese your mind has a very similar effect to an opioid. Yeah. Let me repeat that. When you eat cheese, your mind has a similar effect to opioid. Now, they've done studies like this in the past, and they've said, like, chocolate. You gotta, if you eat 25 pounds of chocolate, you're going to get high like you smoked a marijuana cigarette. Well, who's going to sit down and eat 25 pounds of chocolate? You know, you'd probably pass out. Um, I, it's it's along those lines to where you're talking similar effects and everything else. But anyway, 
he noticed that at a molecular level, he took it to the next step. He's a vegan, so of course, he's like an old school vegan, back when nobody was doing it, he was doing it type thing. So it's it's interesting interview. I really invite you. I know that 99.9% of the listening audience is Meat City, USA. Listen, folks, you're talking to the MC of the Bakken Barbecue. Me, Jason Spies, the MC, Master of Ceremonies at the Bakken Barbecue. So if I can sit down and have a civil conversation with a vegan, I know you folks can sit down and have a civil ear conversation. All you got to do is listen with a vegan because we love to give anybody a voice. As long as they know what they're talking about, as long as they're factual, as long as they're not chucking jiving like Herb Tarluck from WKRP in Cincinnati. There's one for you. There's an old draw. Remember those coats, that flashy plaid? Herb Tarluck, I think that was his name. Oh, what a great name. Chuck and Jive. Just a great sales term. Chuck and Jive. Everybody's got a Chuck and Jiver in their sales team. They better. They better. The Chuck and Jivers bring home the money, baby. All right. So let's uh, take a quick break here before I have a little bit too much fun over my coffee here at the Multimedia Cafe. Quick break. We come back. We're going to talk with Dr. Neil Barnard about his latest book, The Cheese Trap, and the vegan study he has going at Geico's Cafeteria. My name is Jason Spies, and this is the Multimedia Cafe. And you gave her that rock and said, I'm Charlie Sheen. I must be the luckiest man in the world. And Hayden Eastwood, you be my wife. We'll grow old and I'll love you every night. Historic. The first full conversion refinery to be built in the U.S. in over 40 years. Innovative, the cleanest, most technologically advanced downstream project ever. The model for future shale basin projects. Groundbreaking, with construction resuming in early 2019. The Davis Refinery. Welcome back to the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool, joining the conversation right here at the Multimedia Cafe, a place where you never know who you're going to run into or what we're going to talk about. Coming up next, we talk with Dr. Neil Barnard. Hi, this is Dr. Neil Barnard with the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine. First off, quick plug for the organization. Talk about the mission and what it is you guys uh, try to do in the world of medicine. Thank you. Uh, the Physicians Committee promotes preventive medicine. That means especially good nutrition. Uh, we are very fond of plant-based diets and, and uh, other ways of making the diet healthier. And we also do clinical research studies, and we promote uh, more ethical research as well. I was going to look at my notes here, I, but based on what you said, I might jumble them around a little bit here. And I want to get into the holiday foods, and you know, I, I wanted to do kind of a, a vegan holiday uh, interview with you to kind of get some ideas for people out there as they uh, get into the very fatty time of the year. I mean, you know, a lot of jokes are made of it, but th- in reality, it really is a very fatty time of year. Um, first off, though, how, how do you define vegan, and um, pl- is it is it just a plant based diet, or is there more to it uh, with, with the terms? I'm kind of getting them uh, mixed up these days. Well, I, I think to make it turn sweet, vegan means you don't eat animal, don't eat animal products. So 
A vegan diet doesn't have any meat in it at all. No meat, no fish. Also, no dairy products or eggs. But, but that's really it. Um, some people will use the will extend the word to mean not wearing leather products, for example. But I think from the standpoint of food, it just really means you don't you don't eat animal products. And through the years of our interviewing, uh, you and I, I've kind of come to, I guess, understand it not from the ethical standpoint because I do I do understand what you're talking about. A lot of people look at it as a life is a life, and therefore they're not going to um, t- take that on. Uh, in their body type of a thing. But then there's, you've you've kind of taught me through the years, there's really a scientific, almost down to the molecular side of things. Talk to me about some of your research and what you've uncovered with, uh, whether it be the carcinogens or or the, um, I don't know, the, the cancer receptor cells. Just, I'm thinking of a few things in the past that we've talked about to where you've been able to make me understand it on a molecular level. So talk to me about the scientific approach to the uh, uh, vegan plant-based diet. Um, to make it kind of simple, to, for starters, um, imagine your car. If your car takes unleaded and it runs really well that way, and then suddenly you start putting diesel fuel in it, it's not going to accelerate well, the exhaust is going to look bad, the performance is going to be bad. It's just not right because that's not its right fuel. Well, if you look at the kinds of fuel, in quotes, that the human body is designed for, we can take some clues from, from nature. Human beings are great apes, whether we like to admit it or not. That's our biological category. And we share that group with gorillas and orangutans and bonobos and chimpanzees. And they are largely, or in some cases exclusively, plant-based. That means they eat plants. They're not eating steak sandwiches, and they're not eating shrimp, and they're not eating fish and that kind of thing. Dr. Neil Barnard, I'm going to ask you to hold that thought for just a second. We continue the conversation. We come back. Dr. Neil Barnard about his latest book, The Cheese Trap, and some of the things they have going on at Geico with their vegan menu study. My name is Jason Spies, and this is the Multimedia Cafe. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts, and then you let people make up their own minds. If you want someone who's competent, you don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spies. Welcome back to the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you folks for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation right here at the Multimedia Cafe, a place where you never know who you're going to run into or what we're going to talk about. Coming up next, we continue the conversation with Dr. Neil Barnard. He's an author of The Cheese Trap, amongst other books, also the president of the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine. And we share that group with gorillas and orangutans and bonobos and chimpanzees. And they are largely, or in some cases exclusively, plant-based. That means they eat plants, they're not eating steak sandwiches, and they're not eating shrimp, and they're not eating fish, and that kind of thing. If we put meat into the human body, things happen that 
that we never associated with food, uh, we thought were just caused by other things. But, for example, I mean heart attack. The cause of death of most people is a heart attack. And those, that would be much, much, much less common if we didn't put meat and cheese and eggs into our diet because the fat and the cholesterol in those things causes arterial damage. And as the arteries are damaged, you can have a heart attack as a result. Same with stroke. Uh, diabetes is caused also by a, an animal-based diet um, simply because the fats that are in these foods get into the cells and cause insulin to not function anymore and cause the person to be intolerant then to natural sugars and carbohydrates. Um, meats also, when they're cooked, produce carcinogens. That means chem uh, cancer-causing chemicals that increase the risk of several forms of that disease. And there are many, many other ways in which diets can affect our health. But the bottom line is that even though we all grew up with meat eating, at least certainly I did as a kid in Chicago, and most everybody else did too, um, the fact is our bodies are really not designed for that. They're designed for healthier foods. And if we eat healthier foods, then these diseases that tend to occur in mid and later life would be much less likely to occur. One of the things that I've found exciting about this for me is that me being a method journalist, I, I went into and tried the diet for um, three, four weeks before we first interviewed about 10 years ago. And I kind of stuck with it. I, I always say I'm about 80, 90. I'm about 95% vegan now, that sort of thing. It depends on sometimes, you know, you get refried beans and they, the cheese is in there and I'm going to eat, sorry, rather than pass it up type of a thing. And But for the most part, and I've noticed a lot of things changed quite quite a bit so to me they were they were undeniable changes that i i just i, I kept going and never looked back um then to see some of the research that have come out over the years see the growth of the plant-based diet which has been remarkable i mean the word vegan 10 years ago it wasn't even a word i mean it was but nobody ever heard of it now it's you you, you got them all over the place on uh food uh, um uh products and and uh, there's a whole line of it and everything but you've taken it a step further. You've actually incorporated a study with Geico. So you've, you've done it now on a mass level after doing it on one-on-one, -on -one, doing it on, you know, kind of individual type basis. How is that study going? Talk to me about what, what's happened with this Geico kind of a vegan observation study. Yes, uh, we actually, uh, first of all, thank you for asking about that. Um, this started before we were working with Geico. We did a number of studies with people who had weight problems or had diabetes, and we showed that a vegan diet helps dramatically. It helps better than, than other diets. When I say it helps, what I mean is it helps people to lose weight. It brings their blood sugars down. It improves their cholesterol and their blood pressure, and they feel better and their energy is better. Um, so Geico, the car insurance company, has its national office right about four blocks from, from, from my office here. So back in 2006, we got to talking about the possibility of working together. And so we did a first uh, a study at two different Geico centers where any employee who wanted to try out a vegan diet to, to lose weight or improve their diabetes or other health issues, uh, they were invited to do that. And it was real simple. Uh, we had vegan food in the cafeteria. And then we also uh, had a once a week, I'm going to call it a support group, uh, but to tell you the truth, it was almost like a, just a cooking class at lunchtime for, for any employee who wanted to come. 
and the results were dramatic. People lost weight if they had diabetes and improved their, their blood pressures and, and cholesterols came down. So then we did a second study with GEICO, and we, we did it in 10 different cities uh, across the country. And that addressed a slightly different question is, okay, it works in Washington, D.C. What about if I live in Georgia and I eat a southern diet or I live in San Diego or I or somewhere, or I live in Tucson, or whatever. So we did it in various cities, and what we found was that you can do this anywhere. Um, and in fact, in one of the cities, in Tucson, they didn't have a company cafeteria. People would go out and eat, and the nearest place to eat was Walmart. And so the question is, can you do it at Walmart? And the answer is absolutely you can. It does require a little bit of thought, but the benefits are there, kind of no, matter, uh, no matter where you live. And so uh, uh, we published those findings, and scientific community is now aware that, that you can do this. And I would encourage anybody anywhere, uh, whether they're on their own, they, they should be doing it. But if you have a, a business, you should make it easy for people to adopt a vegan diet because top athletes are doing it. Why shouldn't your workforce have advantage, be able to take advantage of the same, uh, the same kind of healthy diet? I might be thinking ahead here, but or maybe I'm thinking craziness, but I w- is the next step, or is there any discussion about the direct impact between the mind and the mood when it comes to a vegan diet? I mean, we're starting to see the physical things that are happening that are undeni- undeniable. Um, is anybody talking about maybe a, a mental or an emotional link between a plant-based diet? Actually, it's interesting that you would ask about that because that is one of the things we actually did study um, at Geico. Um, we asked, there are various questionnaires that you can use to rate people's level of anxiety or their level of depression or just their general overall adjustment. And then you can also look at other things that are indicators, uh, like how many absentee days do you have uh, or do you, late days of low productivity. And so we, we, have, we did track those things, actually, and we found that they very rapidly improved. Uh, by that, I mean... Within a matter of a few, couple of months, uh, people their their mood is better, their uh, anxiety is reduced, their absenteeism goes down, and they're more productive at work. And in recent years, um, well, I'm going to say the past two years especially, we have seen a huge rise in high performance athletes wanting to do this. And and I connect the two. If you are a uh, let's say your top tennis player. You have to have really good concentration, really good energy, and you cannot be um, slowed down by heart disease or, or having too many pounds uh, on your body that you have to lug around or, or by having uh, problems with your mental, mental attitude. Um, and so uh, Serena and Venus Williams, who are the top of the, the tennis world, adopted a vegan diet a number of years ago really to fight inflammation, but they've, they felt terrific. And just about a month or two months ago, the, the top auto racing champion in the world, his name is Lewis Hamilton, and he is the Formula One, uh, he, he's the three-time Formula One champion, and he's going to be champion again this year, it looks like. He's leading the championship again. He adopted a vegan diet. He said he had never felt better in his life. This is terrific uh, for him. And, and with so many other athletes are doing the same thing. So, so what the message is, you were asking me about being at work and, or, or no, I'm sorry, you're asking me about um, moods and uh, whether it might be depression or low energy. Yes, it gets better, and for the people who really need it the most, I'm talking about these ultra-high-performance 
athletes, um, you see measurable differences in their performance too. So if your degree of athletic endeavor is just getting to working back and doing well while you're, while you're at your desk, you definitely want to plug it in. Dr. Neil Barnard, I'm going to ask you to hold that thought for just a moment. We're going to take a quick pause. We come back. We'll continue the conversation with Dr. Neil Barnard with his latest book, The Cheese Trap, and their vegan study they're doing with Geico in their cafeteria. My name is Jason Spies, and this is the Multimedia Cafe. Even when the flood starts rising, even when the storm comes, I am washed by the water. Even when the rain falls, even when the flood starts rising, even when the storm comes, I am washed by the water. Even when the rain falls, even when the flood starts rising, even when the storm comes, I am washed by the water. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts, and then you let people make up their own minds. If you want someone who's competent, you don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spies. Historic, the first full conversion refinery to be built in the U.S. in over 40 years. Innovative, the cleanest, most technologically advanced downstream project ever. The model for future shale basin projects, groundbreaking, with construction resuming in early 2019. The Davis Refinery. Back to the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation right here at the Multimedia Cafe, a place where you never know who you're going to run into or what we're going to talk about. Coming up next, we continue the conversation with Dr. Neil Barnard with the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine and the author of The Cheese Trap. I know that, that was the one thing I noticed right away that uh, the way I always described it to people was when I rattle through the improvements, you know, like the the, the gal who was cutting my hair asked if I was using a new organic product because my hair had a new shine to it that looked healthy. And uh, acne, I didn't even know that I had, like, cleaned up because my skin all of a sudden looked better and, you know, my waist and that sort of thing. But I, I always explain to people when I, when I adopted a plant-based diet was I, I felt like I had a, a step, a, an extra step in just my day. Everything about it would just seem like I could take it on and I could lift more in terms of my step. And it was, so that's why I brought up the mood thing because, listen, at the end of the day, heart disease and heart attacks and, and obesity really and stress are the number one killers on the planet. So any way that you can try to reduce those things is, is, is better for your workplace wellness, your home wellness, and just your overall lifestyle, I guess. I did want to transition um, into, before the, the in, I don't know if you have much time left here, but um, sugar. Uh, interviewed Dr. David Kessler a number of years ago. He brought up sugar, 
And I asked him point blank if it was a a drug or a food. And he kind of skirted the issue a little bit by saying, well, when I was food and drug administrator, I I thought it was a a food, but I don't think I'd say that so much anymore. Have you done much research on sugar in in terms of the refined parts and incorporated it into a diet, good, bad, and different? Yeah, well, that's that's a great question. Um, There are different kinds of sugar. It maybe should be said first. Um, and our bodies actually run on sugar. Uh, glucose is a simple sugar. Your brain runs on it. Uh, you, your body needs glucose. You either need to get it in foods or else your body's going to make it. Um, you have to have blood sugar. Um, and so sugar is not a bad thing. It's a good thing. Um, and if you have carbohydrate, that is starch, then your body can pull the sugar out of it. Uh, for example, the starch that's in a potato is just based on a whole bunch of glucose molecules all uh, hooked together in a chain. And so when you eat it, the glucose comes apart and it powers your brain, powers your muscles, and that's all really good. Um, However, the problem with sugar can be that it's easy to pack way more sugar than your body really needs into things, like a soda, for example. Uh, If you're just thirsty, you could have had bottled water. If you have a soda instead, That's like swallowing 16 or 17 teaspoons of sugar with a lot of calories that nobody needs. Um, So sugar is not a terrible thing, but the way we should get sugar is in the form of natural complex carbohydrates. So rice and potatoes and beans and other starchy foods give us sugar in its natural form in complex carbohydrates. That's the healthiest way. Uh, Fruit sugars, same story. They're healthy for us. But when you start adding sugar in the form of sodas and candy, it can be too many calories. How about the, and then we can transition into your books too, but um, uh, the growth of the plant-based diets, I would imagine you've you've seen a spike in your, in your book sales and that sort of thing. So if we could kind of talk about both at the same time, some of your books that you've written and just your observations of the, you know, the vegetarian market to the actual now, you know, specific vegan type uh, market out there. You know, on, on the, I, I went to Walmart the other day and, and they actually have catering to gluten-free and vegan diets. Well, yes, and stores have to have it. If they don't, they're missing out on a huge chunk of the market. Um, and as a matter of fact, you know, even people who are not 100% vegan are looking for vegan foods. Uh, for any football play, uh, uh, fans out there, the Green Bay Packers quarterback is Aaron Rodgers. And he announced years ago he wasn't going to have dairy in his diet. Now, for, uh, for the person who is in the cheesehead state to say he doesn't <laughs> want to have dairy, um, that's really saying something. And the reason he said that is that the dairy causes inflammation for a lot of people. He wants to extend his career and be at, at, at as high a performance as he can be for as long as he can be. And it's paid off for him. It's paid off for him really, really, really well. Um, so Tom Brady and uh, with the Patriots made the same decision. Um, so it's, it's, re- it's uh, if you are running a business and you don't recognize that there's some people looking for, for non-dairy, non-dairy ice cream, for example, or or cheeses that aren't made from dairy, you know, the vegan cheeses, or vegan hot dogs instead of the ones that give you cancer, you know, the, the pork and beef hot dogs, those are carcinogenic. Um, so if you don't recognize that people are looking for healthy foods, you're shooting yourself in the foot as a, as a business person. So, uh, Or restaurants. 
you can have a table of four people. Uh, one or two of them might be vegan and the others may not. But you want to make sure that everybody wants to come back to your restaurant. And um, at the Mexican Village on Main Avenue in Fargo, um, ever since I was in high school, I would go there and have their number two burrito, which was a jalapeno burrito. And if you leave the cheese off it, it is totally vegan. Uh, there's no uh, lard in the beans. It's clean. It's uh, spicy and delicious, but it's a healthy, healthy choice. And restaurants understand that. So um, it's, I, I'm glad that they are now serving people the foods that they want. How about some of your books? You know, I'm thinking of like the Reversing Diabetes book. That, that's that got to be 10 years ago, but that was primarily just, you know, promoting a vegan diet and talking about some of the changes that was happening in the world of diabetes. Are, are you seeing like, like the, to me, it's, it's, it's interesting because not only is the information kind of evergreen, meaning it's got, you know, shelf lives, but you were so far ahead of the curve that you're probably selling more books now than you did 10 years ago on that topic. Um, uh, yes, I wrote a book called Dr. Neil Barnard's Program for Reversing Diabetes, and it came out in 2007. But it was, it was based on research that started with us back in 1999, where we started doing studies on people who had diabetes already, and we were testing what's the best diet. And so we would uh, test some people on a more conventional diet that limited carbohydrate and would try to reduce calories to help people with diabetes. That's a pretty conventional approach. But in a head-to-head test, if you use a vegan diet and compare it to that kind of diet, the vegan diet is dramatically better. You'll have more people reducing their medicines. Sometimes they come off their medicines altogether. Sometimes the diabetes just disappears. Um, it's, it's a great way to go. And the National Institutes of Health funded us in 2003 for this kind of research. And so when the research is over, I thought I didn't want to just have people who read medical journals know about this. I wanted to write a book for the public. And so that was Dr. Neil Barnard's program for reversing diabetes. But i got to tell you, my latest book is called The Cheese Trap. Dr. Neil Barnard, I'm going to ask you to hold that thought for just one more time. We're going to take a quick pause. We come back. We're going to continue the conversation with Dr. Neil Barnard with the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine. He's talking about his latest book, The Cheese Trap and the Vegan Menu, study they have going on at the Geico Cafeteria. My name is Jason Spies, and this is the Multimedia Cafe. Jack, be nimble. Jack, be quick. Jack, will not jump over the candlestick. Why don't you do now?
working every day. Can't make no money giving your stuff away. Why don't you do Historic. The first full conversion refinery to be built in the U.S. in over 40 years. Innovative. The cleanest, most technologically advanced downstream project ever. The model for future shale basin projects. Groundbreaking. With construction resuming in early 2019. The Davis Refinery. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you. And the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts, and then you let people make up their own minds. You want someone who's competent. You don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spies. Welcome back to the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you folks for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation right here at the Multimedia Cafe, a place where you never know who you're going to run into or what we're going to talk about. Coming up next, we conclude the conversation with Dr. Neil Barnard with the Physicians for Responsible Medicine and the author of The Cheese Trap. But i got to tell you, my latest book is called The Cheese Trap. And the reason I wrote that is that we found people who changed their diets and did great sometimes for cheese craving. And I thought, what is that about? Why, why is it so addictive? And yet, at the same time, it's like terribly unhealthy. It's 70% fat, very high in sodium, high in cholesterol. And uh, so I wrote a book called The Cheese Trap to describe what this is about, but also um, some really good alternatives and how to have healthy recipes and healthy choices when you dine out. So, so anyway, that's The Cheese Trap. That's my latest book, and it's been a really fun one. Dr. Neil Barnard uh, with us here. Just a few more minutes. He's given us uh, more time than we asked for, so I appreciate that. But wanted to see if you couldn't combine your knowledge through, you know, your books and your research and then the the uh, holiday foods and, you know, talk about some different foods that maybe people should be aware of or they should maybe gravitate more towards. And the example I'm thinking of is your book, Power Foods, and sweet potatoes. Like, we all know that during Thanksgiving, sweet potatoes is a, is, is a staple. Well, here's a reason why we should do that, because, you know, it helps with your uh, memory type thing. So is, is, do, you, do you have some foods in mind, that, like, for holiday season to, to kind of stay away from and to go near towards? Well, I'm glad that you asked that, because what you said at the very beginning of the, the um, interview was really true. This is the time of year when people gain weight. You know, when, when the days get shorter, when it gets a little cooler, when it gets a little darker, people are kind of like squirrels. They're just, you know, stuffing their cheeks with food, and they're, they're uh, overeating. And all of the weight that the American population gains is between about August and December 31st at midnight, which is when they make their New Year's resolution to slim down in the new year. And so in the spring, they start losing weight. But this is the time of year when people are gaining weight. And so what, here's what that means. If you can prevent your weight gain at this time of year, you got it licked. Uh, because this is the time of year when people gain weight. So healthy foods. Uh, at your Thanksgiving meal, don't eat the bird. Uh, if you're going to eat a turkey, eat a tofurkey or something like that. There are, you don't have to have these at all. But the health food stores and sometimes online, they will sell these vegan turkey substitutes that are good, and they're much, much healthier for you. And they're frankly kinder. If anybody knows how turkeys are raised and killed, it is disgusting. Um, and I have to say, uh, give them a break. But give your coronary arteries and your waistline a break, too, by not eating them. But what you said earlier is true. 
when you look at the side items that are served at the Thanksgiving dinner, they're often very healthy. Uh, and sweet potatoes in particular are a staple food on, in Okinawa, which is at the very bottom of Japan. Okinawa is distinct for it's the place where people live longer than anywhere else on earth. And the dietary staple in Okinawa is not fish and it's not rice, it's sweet potatoes. A little, slightly different variety than we have here, but, but sweet potatoes are healthy food and you don't need to gum them up with lots of butter and extra sugar. The sweet potato itself is delicious. You bake it and mash it up. And in fact, I had sweet potatoes for lunch. I had baked the sweet potatoes and I mashed them up and then I put uh, some uh, broccoli over the top and I kind of make almost like a sort of a layered lunch and it just ends up being absolutely delicious because their natural sweetness comes through. Um, now, that's not the only orange food. You might have like, say, butternut squash, have butternut soup, delicious. Corn and bean casserole um, can be just really, really great. So uh, some of these are Native American foods, and if we think about Thanksgiving, we think about Native American culture. So corn, beans, squash, these are traditional Native American foods that are as healthy as they are traditional. How about uh, Christmas time? I, and I was thinking about this uh, girl that, um, oh, I can't, her name escapes me, but uh, she, she went and wrote a book on, on becoming vegan, and she traveled the country and only ate at vegan restaurants. And I kind of felt silly because, you know, we were, we were doing an interview, and I said, boy, you must have, you know, noticed quite a change in your diet, uh, your, your, you know, your, your appearance, if that was the case, you know, type of a thing. Because I remember I lost weight, and most people did. And she said she gained weight because she was eating so many desserts and that sort of thing. And it never dawned on me, actually, that um, the, the sugary desserts and that sort of thing and the vegan diet, because... I guess I, I, I never looked at it that way. So what advice do you got for people when they got, boy, when they're near the cookies? I mean, even some people apparently in, with a plant-based diet have a hard time avoiding those sugary sweets. Okay. Well, let's be clear. Going vegan does not make you gain weight. In other words, if a person is eating cookies when they're on a vegan diet, look at what they were eating before they went on a vegan diet. Chances are they were a meat-eating person who also ate a lot of cookies. Um, so the reason I say that is, um, if a person is a meat eater who also eats cookies and a lot of junk stuff, getting away from the meat is a good idea. Getting away from the animal products is a really good idea. But that's not the end of it. That's the beginning of it. Once you got the animals off your plate, then you want to think about everything else. So um, what are the different cookies? There are some that are healthier than others. Look at the fat content of them. If it's loaded with, with lard, then it's not vegan. But you know, sometimes they're loaded with shortening. And, you know, that might be vegan, but it's not really healthy for you. So make, make healthier choices, too. Um, and I have to say, I have my own favorite dessert now that I've been eating lately, where I'll take blueberries, and then I'll slice up a banana, and I'll add mango or a papaya sliced up, too, and have them all together with a throw in a couple of almonds. And somehow, uh, through some magical chemistry, the flavors of the blueberries and the mangoes or papayas and the bananas all kind of melt together, and it is the most delicious thing you've ever had. And when you're done eating it, instead of the regrets and guilt that people have from eating all kinds of junk food, you feel like you did your, you did your body some good. So I would encourage anybody to try Dr. Barnard's favorite dessert. And uh, any, any final thoughts that you might have for people, whether it be from the uh, economic side or whether it be from the workplace wellness side or just the overall uh, st stress anxiety part that, um, sure. yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, hopefully, people are intrigued about the idea of, of trying a vegan diet, but they're also a little bit nervous and thinking, should I really do this? They might be skeptical. Uh, don't feel a need to give up your skepticism. Here's what I'd suggest you do. If you would like to lose weight, if you would like to reverse your diabetes or improve it, if you'd like to bring down your blood cholesterol or your blood pressure, if you'd like to have your joints feel better or improve your athletic performance, test out a vegan diet and see what it'll do for you. And here's how you do it. You take one week, seven days. During that time, you don't take anything out of your diet. All we're going to do is try out vegan food. So go to the store and think what you can have for breakfast. Okay. Pick up some oatmeal. Pick up some toppings for it, like blueberries or cinnamon. Uh, think what you'll have for lunch. Um, a frozen burrito, maybe a veggie hot dog. Th things that you never tried. Try them. So the, the, for the first week, all we're doing is we're testing out breakfast, lunches, and dinners that work for us. Uh, if I have dinner at an Italian restaurant, let me try out the tomato sauce on my pasta instead of the meat sauce. If I'm at a taco restaurant, let me test out the bean burrito, see if I like it. So if we're taking a week, we're testing out the, the vegan options. Now, at the end of a week, you found a whole bunch of things you've, you, you like. You've written them all down. Now take three weeks and eat the foods that you identified that you like. And that was Dr. Neil Barnard with the Physicians for Responsible Medicine, as well as the author of numerous books, including The Cheese Trap and his work with the Geico Cafeteria and their vegan menu study. You may see some impacts happening in your health care in the near future for those people who adopt a plant-based diet along those lines. Can you believe it, folks? The world is changing right before our eyes, and I'll tell you what, in all honesty, it's, it's interviews like this that if you make a little note of, you're going to say, you know, I heard about that on that Jason Spies' Multimedia Cafe Crude Life show. You know, I heard about that about three years ago. That's the type of interviews we do here. We are soothsayers. You know why? Because we have experts. Experts really understand the industry and the trends, so... That's going to do it for today's program, folks. I'd like to thank everybody for joining us here on the radio. We'll be back tomorrow at this station on this time. And at this station on this time. There we go. We reversed the car a little bit on the interstate, changed the oil. Now we go forward. Thank you very much for joining us here on the radio. We'll be back tomorrow at this time on this radio station. And for those of you streaming us on the Internet, the interweb, thank you very much. And for iTunes and the other podcast platforms, we appreciate it very much. We know there is a million places to get your content and a million people doing content. In fact, my, my little brother's dog was doing a podcast yesterday. I mean, he's got more followers than I do. Can you? He just barks for half an hour for crying out loud. How, how does he get more followers than me? We are available on Facebook and Twitter and the YouTubes. And so if you'd like to check us out, go to thecrudelife.com and click on the social media tab. Now, we've got about 350,000 social media followers, but like I said, my little brother's dog gets more than we do, and all he does is bark. But I listen, so I mean, I, I gotta check it out. But From the staff here at the Multimedia Cafe, my name is Jason Spies asking you to savor life and enjoy the spice.